Welcome to Block to Block Podcast, where we discuss everything from my block to your block. And I am your host, Queen Esther. Hello, neighbors. Welcome, welcome. Each week, we bring you brand new episodes. So if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to our latest episode, hashtag Second Mommy, with Bookie Arizona, please go and listen to that. Shout out to Bookie. Thank you so much for coming through. Um, it's up and running, so don't forget to um, subscribe. Block to Block podcast streams weekly on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and on Mondays, the Culture Play Radio. So like, subscribe, comment, all of that. And don't worry if you miss it on Monday's episode on the Culture Play Radio, um, repeats do air on Wednesday, same time, 11 a.m., that is 8 a.m. Pacific time. So, yes, Laura, you guys, download mm-hmm. the app. It's all free. And uh, don't forget to slide up in our DMs. You know what I'm saying? Hit us up on a blo- because it's blocked at Instagram. Almost forgot there. And because it's blocked at gmail.com. All righty, folks. So, here on Block to Block, I want each neighbor to take away something every day or every time that you hear this episode. Our episodes are not only fun, but it's also informative. So today's episode, we have a special guest, someone who is near and dear to me. And I know, guys, everybody that's on the podcast is near and dear to me. That's why they're on the podcast, okay? So um, one of the things that um, our guest is going to be talking about today is human resources, how to apply for jobs, how to advance um, in the career fields, um, even as far as going on an interview, how to prepare for an interview. So I would like to introduce a very hardworking and caring sister to me. First of all, let me give you a backstory, right? Like our dads were best friends when we were little. And then our moms, once our dads became best friends and then they had us, our moms used to go shopping together um, for our Christmas and like Easter clothes, which is so funny. So like we have pictures growing up where we all were wearing the same clothes. Um, so yeah, and not only this, this special guest, we she was my first best friend. She's my oldest friend. We went to the same elementary school, the same high school, and the same college. That is bizarre. We had all the same classes together, and then from. Um, undergrad we went to different grad schools but then we came back together so <laughs> i would like to introduce, <laughs> i would like to introduce my dear friend and senior hr manager cassie at a mole hi esther oh my god i can't believe i'm here that's number yes. one number two this is such a lovely platform it's thank so you so much. oh my god thank you girl <laughs> no, I'm very, I'm very so proud much. of you that you're doing this. This is so inspiring. It makes me just oh. want to do something similar. Hop on YouTube, put myself out there. You're doing a and wonderful you, job. Thank you so much. This has been a long time coming. It's been so trying to the point where there was many times I wanted to give up. But thank you. And I know we spoke about your YouTube, and I strongly urge you to go for it. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, I am. just kick it off, girl. Kick it off. I will, I will. Hopefully by the end of this year. (laughs) Okay, so before we get into the interview, I have game time. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> so it's going to be like rapid fire questions. Um, okay. when, I, when I say rapid fire, every guest doesn't do it rapid fire, please. So, um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to try to do as rapid as possible. Okay, but we want it to be fun, okay? So let's play Run Around the Block. Okay, are you ready? Am I going to be out of breath after this? <laughs> now the block ain't that big. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Okay, ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. How how often do you get a car wash? Um, it should be five times a week, but I only get it five times every two months. <laughs> I can't keep up. I have a black I'm sorry, it's not rapid. We're not doing black. Okay, next question. No, no, explain. We want you to explain. No, because I have a black car, right? Yes, and yes. it gets dusty fast now that I live in Dallas. Yes. It's dusty, there's so much construction going on. I mean, I have people walk by and put wash me on the car, like when I come back <laughs> from vacation. And I can't complain because the car definitely looks dusty after a few days. But yeah, I'm it's been five times a week. But yo, that's disrespectful. <laughs> I have a black car as well. It's mad dusty right now, but it's okay. Because I had gotten a car wash like two weeks ago, and it's going to be another two weeks before I get one. Right. I, I, but, yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking of cars, do you name your car? I've named all of my cars, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is not going to be a rapid answer, but... I know it ain't. <laughs> my first car... I swear, it had bullet holes on the side. When I got it. it had like five holes on the side. So I'm like, all right, these have to be bullets. I mean, I look like a gangster in that car. Oh, so my first car's name was Bullet. It was a Maxima. My second car's name was Sheila Champagne. Now, I miss Sheila. Wasn't she all that? Sheila was. She was a rider. Yeah, she was a limited edition too. It was the Ultima, <laughs> 2008 Ultima, and I named her Sheila. I named her Sheila Champagne because she looked like an older woman named Sheila in her 60s, <laughs> and because of the color, like the champagne brown color. Yeah. Right now, my latest car, my uh, Mercedes GLK, he started <laughs> off as Maxwell. Because he was black. <laughs> he was black, he was smooth. But then I realized that my ex that I used to talk to, his name was Maxwell. And I didn't want to feel like oh, he was with me every time I got in the car. So now his name is Dennis. <laughs> so you got, rid of, you got rid of both Maxwells and got a Dennis. I got, yeah, both Maxwells. Um, and now I'm with Dennis. And we've been riding strong for about three years now, which has been a lot longer than, never mind. <laughs> Yo, I'm crying real tears over here. What is happening? Oh, my God. So Dennis is good to you. He's been good. He's been good so far. Dennis is good. Okay. <laughs> That's what's up. Okay. Um, ooh, favorite food to eat. Oh my god! I like eating almost everything that looks I'm, good. Like I would yeah, you're a foodie. at least once. Like at least yeah. once. Like, even if I go to China and there's a grilled dog, I would if it's seasoned <laughs> and it looks good, I wouldn't mind tasting it. I like all types of food, but like my top uh, cuisine is Nigerian food. Like I can yes. eat Nigerian food all day. All day. day. Yes, yes, I agree. 
Okay, favorite food to cook? Um, I like cooking. I, I like hosting parties, so I like cooking a little bit of everything. But lately, I've been cooking um, eggs and Indomie. <laughs> it's oh. a Nigerian dish, you know, like with yeah. the tomatoes and onions and peppers and then the eggs good. mixed with noodles, like ramen noodles. I can eat that like That's three so times. Really? Oh, my God. It's delicious. Yeah, you are a foodie, so that's good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. One household product that you cannot live without. One. Okay, can I name two? I know it's yes. like it. But, I mean, I guess they fall in the same category, but I have to have bounty paper towels. Oh, that's <laughs> No, I can't have the off-brand. I can't have 7-Eleven brand. I need bounty paper towels. You need the quicker picker up Yes, for sure. And it doesn't have to be the one with the patterns and designs. Like the plain, yeah. I hate the one with patterns and designs. Just the plain white one. Yeah, those are my favorite to have in the house. Love and what's the other one? A uh, Clorox wipe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the one with the green wrapper. Yes, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. This, I, I, the first time I thought of this, I literally thought of you. I was, okay, the first time you're in someone's place and you mm-hmm. excuse yourself to go to the bathroom, are you yep. going to the bathroom or are you snooping? Oh, how, Esther. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not snooping. I'm in the bathroom and I'm out of there, okay? Not, are you serious? Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to, if I open someone's shower and it's dirty, I'm going to be disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even want to take that chance. I'm not looking in the medicine cabinet. I'm not. Oh doing, my well, god! When you say like, if, okay, is it like somebody I'm dating, or you just mean in general? In in general, it could be either okay. or. Someone you're dating on. Or no, I'm not. I'm not gonna look. I'm just do what I gotta do and go. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna make a confession here. If I'm at your house and I need to know like we're chilling, or if I'm gonna be eating, I'm snooping. I need to know if you're crazy. I, I need to know if you're dirty. I need to know. I so I'm looking through that medicine. I don't want to tell the neighbors that you're really that person. <laughs> I am the neighbor. I am the nosy neighbor. You're mad nosy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so- I need to know who I'm dealing with. Okay. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, who told the best stories growing up as a kid? Um, as a child. Yeah. Uh, well, there used to be this, it has to be a person, because there used to be this show on HBO called um, Happily Ever After. It was like the African-American oh. version of Oh, like, yeah. And they put like a Caribbean mix on it or African mix in it. And oh, yeah. And those stories like Cinderella, but put their own little niche to it. Mm-hmm. I used to watch that on HBO all the time. And I don't think I was a child. I might have been in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> But it was so good. It was so good. That's good. Okay. Um, sneakers or heels? Sneakers. Okay. <laughs> no? I'm big. I mean, I'm tall. I'm five foot ten. I appear six foot. So when I wear the heels, I look six five. I mean, I, I am confident about my high shoes. They just aren't comfortable. And I just look ginormous. Okay, well. I hear you. Okay, salt or sugar? Uh, salt or sugar? Um, sugar. Okay. And, okay, last question. Do you still use a GPS to, to get around town? 
both home and I mean, because now you live in Dallas and you're from New York. So do you use a GPS in both? Esther, I live on that uh, now in all my life. I still <laughs> take the GPS to school. <laughs> I don't, I mean, this is such a convenient tool. Like, I don't have to memorize landmarks. I don't have to memorize it. I already have enough going on in life. I use the GPS to go everywhere. Yeah, I do too. I mean, when I'm home in Staten Island, I don't use the GPS because I know it, like, the back of my hand. But I do use the GPS. Now that I've been in L.A. for four and a half years, I use the GPS everywhere. And it's yeah, more so to, to know the time, like, the estimated time that I would get there. Um, but, yeah. I need for directions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, did you enjoy that? That was all run around the block. Did you enjoy that? Yes, that was so fun. I wish... I wish it was longer, and I wish I were faster. <laughs> no, it's okay, because it was, it was fun. We definitely got a kick out of it, so, yeah. Um, okay, so, Cassie, now, let the neighbors know who you are, where you're from, and what do you do? Well, my name is Cassia Demela. Um, I'm first-generation Nigerian. I was raised in Staten Island. Um, first-generation Nigerian? Yeah. So your mama, your mama white? No. My oh wait. Mama, <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you're right. I'm first generation. Girl, you know that. My yes, Nigerian like America. <laughs> and um, I was raised in Staten Island. I was raised with your family. That's a big part of who I am. Yeah. <laughs> because you guys been around since I was like three. And um. I currently am a senior HR manager for uh, sports and entertainment in the food and beverage industry. I've been in entertainment when it comes to HR for a very long time. I truly enjoy every moment of it because it's always exciting. There's something new happening every day, and I deal with a multitude of different type of team members, which can be uh, amazing in itself. Yeah. Um, celebrated a 35th birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just enjoying life and enjoying my new city in Dallas, Texas. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, so, what do you enjoy most about the job? Um, you want me to be honest? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I enjoy different things. Like, I enjoy the training and development facet of it. I enjoy when we hire someone, and you can see their true development and growth, or when we promote oh. someone within. And you can yeah. see that they really took their position seriously and they were really interested in growing with the company. Um, and yeah. you just see them succeed all around. So that's one of my favorite parts. I enjoy, um, there's this new position in the HR profession called Vibe Management. Um, that mm-hmm. is not available in the company I work for now, but they kind of take care of the morale of the company, making sure everybody is, you know, having fun and is engaged in their position. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I really do enjoy is making sure the morale and the climate, everyone is at peace, everyone is doing their job, everyone feels like they're learning, and they are, um, that we're providing the right tools for them. And I enjoy putting on events for the team, like team-building events. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I have the most fun with that. Um, and then this might not be the most professional, but it's dramatic. <laughs> like, different type of management and employees, I mean, I have at least, 700 people that I deal with. And the oh my gosh. To my office, you won't believe. So I enjoy a little bit of that too. It's like reality TV in your face, you know? <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. good. I love HR. I love connecting with people. 
That's good. Okay. Um, what technic what technical skills are important to have in the career of HR? Well, I mean, technology is a booming, booming industry right now. Like there's so mm-hmm. many things that are evolving when it comes to technology and it's hitting every single profession and every single industry. And when it mm-hmm. comes to technical skills in the HR field, you, you really the number one thing is social media. Because okay. when we're recruiting and we're trying to find the best talent, social yeah. media hits a wide range of demographics and industries. It goes across countries. So like understanding indeed, understanding social media, understanding how to utilize it to the best of its abilities is like the best thing to know. Um, another technical skill is understanding different softwares that come with HR, like applicant tracking systems, which is yeah. a software that we use to, um, you know, create a job description where we collect okay. and um, things of that nature. So okay. those are the I mean, just computer basics, period, is a great thing to have when it comes to HR. Okay. That's good to know. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about, like, the neighbors, right? So, like, say a neighbor is looking for a job and they see a job that they really like and they want to apply. How how should they prepare for an interview? Um, do you recommend that they research the company or that they research the position? Um, mm-hmm. What what is some advice you can help them with? Uh, well, if you're very particular and specific in what you're looking for, I would look at the job description to see if that's what you even want to do. Because uh-huh. I know there's a lot of positions that, <clears throat> you know, they may all seem similar, but that company may want you to do something different that you might not be so, might not have that much expertise in. So just review the job description. Make sure you can do all of those qualifications that they're asking you for. And kind of like yeah. if there's something on there that you really don't know, kind of take some time to research it. So when you're in the interview, you're well-versed mm-hmm. in it. And um, from there, you should be good. And it's always good to research the company, especially like if it's a small business. Like say if you're applying for a small business, they've been around for five right. years, you go into the interview right. and you say, I know you opened up in 2014, they'll be impressed that you did that much research, especially if it's a family-owned business and you can give some detail yes. on that. They'll know that you're interested in the company, and that'll make mm-hmm. you stand out from other candidates. But if you're applying to a large company like Google, um, I mean, you, it's common knowledge about Google, so researching the company may not be at your best advantage, but knowing the position and what you're applying for may be more of a positive than actually mm-hmm. research the company because of how large it is. Mm-hmm. Another thing is when you go on the interview, you have to look the part. Like you cannot go in. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, you have to dress to impress because when they see you, that is the first impression before you even right. see. They are looking you up and down. They want to see how neat you are, how well you put together you are, and how serious you're taking this interview. Um, yeah. And sometimes it may you know, be different from industry to industry. Like if you're applying for like a <clears throat> marketing position, a design company, they may not want you to come in the three-piece suit. So, right. so you know your industry, um, use some of your past experience and, you know, see what's best for you as far as looking the part. Have you, have you ever had someone come in for an interview and you just look like, oh, hell no, they're not getting this job? Uh, yeah, I mean, people have have come through in the uniform from their last position. Like, 
Like, why are you wearing that? Like, you didn't want to put on a car or at least put on a shirt. Like, we're trying oh, to be managers. And he still had on his outfit from his last position. <laughs> there was no break in between. <laughs> it, I mean, you just, see a, <laughs> you just see a whole bunch of different things that are just like, okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So do advise. Okay, so let's say someone else applies for a job, they get an interview. Now, does it matter, or do you advise them to <clears throat> do the first interview over the phone? Should it be video or in person? Well, it depends on what the company wants, because a lot of companies, as far as, like, your last question with technical skills, a lot of companies yeah. are now sending uh, video screenings where yeah. you're not even, like, you're doing a video interview. They're not on the other end. You're just recording yourself. They give you a bunch of questions, and... That's their first line of the hiring process is the video interview. Okay. Um, so it depends on what the company wants. And the video interview is really great for the company because they're able to wean out a lot of candidates that might not be eligible for the job, that might not um, – that might give a different impression of post just looking on the resume. So it just doesn't waste the time of the hiring managers if you just send out this interview from the candidate. Um, yeah. And it's really good if you can get, like, that interview active out. If you get an in-person interview active out, then you know you're on the right track. So okay. just open okay. on what the company Okay, cool. Cool. Okay. Um, do you recommend that, um, that neighbors have a LinkedIn page? Like, how important is a LinkedIn page? Oh, my God. It's just as important as your Instagram page on your personal life. Really? Your Facebook page. So this is your prefer- your professional platform. This is your professional social media page. So this is going to help your this helps your career. It's like your resume. Mm. I mean it makes it it makes it easier for companies um to recruit. Um and it makes it really? easier. Yeah, you don't even have to be active on it. Just have it. You don't have to click on it as much as you click on Instagram a thousand times a day and spend hours on it. Yeah. You yeah. can just have it there so that when you're interviewing, uh, people can look on your, your LinkedIn page to see your past experience as well to make sure it matches up with your resume. And a great thing I do love about LinkedIn is that you can get recommendations from past bosses and past colleagues, and they can leave yeah. that on the page. So, like, right now I have about five recommendations from my past bosses so that when uh-huh. I am interviewing um, and they go to my LinkedIn page, they already have some recommendations or references right then and there for them, oh. which is amazing. And plus you can also use that LinkedIn page as a platform to research companies that you would like to work for, and then you can see other people who work for those companies as well. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah, I might have to bring my page back. <laughs> Where did it go, Esther? I deleted it. I hated LinkedIn. I was just like, oh, no. I deleted it. I love it, and I love seeing, like, I mean, you go on Instagram, you see all the ratchery, Facebook, you see everybody's <laughs> families, but sometimes you want to step away from that and just, you know, get to your professional side of things and scroll through that, and information on there is so, like, it's just so informative. I enjoy it. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's a good thing. Um. Ooh, okay. What should a good resume look like? Like, I've seen resumes where people have the objective, and some people don't have the objective. Then I've seen some one-page detailed resumes, and I've seen some three-page detailed resumes. So what is a good, um, a good resume? What should it look like? Um, a good resume should be uh, 
Well, there, there's so many facets to it because I let me just say what I like to look for when I do a resume. Okay. I would like to see it look fluid. I would like for it to make sense. I would like to not see any grammatical errors. And I want it to be relative to the position that you're applying for. Yeah. Um, Objectives to me, I've seen objectives that take up half of the page. It's like (laughs) a whole story. Like, no one, like, when we look at a resume, it takes us maybe seven seconds, honestly, especially if we have, like, a thousand candidates to look through. We're not spending half of the page, which may take me two minutes to read, to get to your experience. Like, we want to get to one point, straight to the point, and catch our eye. So, like, an objective, my objective on my resume is, like, two, three sentences, and I may just take that out. Um, yeah. But what I've replaced my objective with is core competencies, which are bullet points to um, describe what you do, and okay. outlines of that. So if anyone Googles what core competencies are and put that on their resume, I think that sticks out more. Um, okay. If you're applying for a position like HR, I don't want to see that you were a cashier in 1989. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the position. Everything on your resume needs to be relative to your career path. Um, and it just needs to be fluid. I like to see some key accomplishments. I would like to see some numbers. I would like to see how you've changed your organization and um, how you were, how you played a big role to the objectives and the business goals of the organization. Mm, I, don't want to see customer, I don't want to see your customer service and telecommunication <laughs> skills. From 1979, and you're trying to be an executive uh, president for something. No, I don't want to do that. And it's good to have one pagers, but there's people who had that have 20 years of experience. So a three page yeah. resume does make sense for them. Okay. 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 So that's good. Okay. So they go home, they fix up their resume, they get the first interview, they get the second interview. Get in the job. Congratulations, neighbor. You got the job. How long should you be in a position before you ask for a raise or um, a promotion? Or for a promotion. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of companies have a time period for that. Like, they typically wait for the end of their fiscal year. Um, and then they have a cycle of when they do employee reviews or team member reviews, which typically takes place at the end of the year. That's okay. how companies work. Or you may work for a small business where they're just giving out cash and you can ask for a raise uh, two, three months later if you're doing what they're asking you to do. But I think okay. what everyone needs to know is that it's okay to ask for a raise, especially if you feel like you've been going above and beyond um, yeah. what you asked to do. But you also have to, I feel, be emotionally intelligent on when to ask for a raise. Like if the company is not doing well, they haven't met any of their sales goals, I mean, they're in the negative. There's nowhere you can go to your boss and say, hey, can I have a $3,000? <laughs> it doesn't it, it just shows that you really are not paying attention to the finance. Right. That's true. And you're just asking for a raise. Yeah, that's and true. That's good. But, yeah, so you just have to know the timing of it. And if all your work has been accomplished and you feel like the company's on the right track and you feel like you're doing what you're supposed to do and the opportunity is there, I would say go mm-hmm. There's no... Um, there's no reason not to. Does it hurt? Okay. Okay. All right. So let's go back. So someone, you know, fills. They do their resume. They get the job. They get the job interview. Is it yeah. important that they send like a thank you note for the interview? 
Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, that makes you stick out. That Yeah. Yeah, and then you get to, during the thank you interview, I mean, thank you response, you still get to, if there's some assets you forgot to explain during the interview yeah. process, you can kind of throw that in there in the thank you. Oh, nice. You know? So it's like a low-key, like a second chance. Yeah, like hey, a low-key. Hey, I forgot to mention, right. Mm-hmm. But what else do you do Don't send them like a three-paragraph <laughs> thing. Just throw like a one little liner in there. Um, you know, just to keep their attention and just to throw in some more great actions about yourself. So I think it's always great to send a thank you email. I know there's a lot of people who don't think it's important or they think it's a waste of time or they think it doesn't do anything, but it's better to just put yourself out there opposed to just being invisible. Oh, that's good. Yeah, for sure. So so it's kind of like the uh, HR person interviewed so many people and I forgot what between the first interview and the 21st, I forgot, like, about number 10 and 11. But then right. I get a t- thank you note from number 13. You're like, oh, this person was good. Yeah, so, exactly. Okay, okay. So that's a good way to – all right. Okay, so how can someone negotiate a salary after getting a job offer? Uh, well, that happens so much. Um, and I've seen it done so many different ways. And I've seen it actually work in the favor – of a lot of people. So, really? um, yeah, for sure. First of all, a lot of people don't take the first offer. And if you're going into a position and say if they're offering 60000 and you want more than that, then you let them know up front that you want seventy to $80,000. Um, mm-hmm. So you don't even have to go through that negotiate, negotiating process. So this um, is in the beginning before, before yeah, they even offer you the job? This is before they even offer you the job. Like, if you want to make a certain amount um, and you know what they're offering, let them know from the front that this is what your range is. Okay. But then if they do give you an offer and you want to uh-huh. negotiate that, um, I would start off, too, by researching the position and the average salary rate for that position in your state. Okay. So okay. that you're on the right track when it comes to negotiating. Yeah. And, and not to be intimidated to ask. I think a lot of people are afraid to negotiate because – they feel like they may lose a position or they may go with another candidate. If you know yeah. what your worth is and you know you can do the job, you need to explain that to them while you're negotiating. And before you even go into the negotiating phase, it's always good to practice what you're going to say to the employer um, because practicing helps build the confidence to land the salary that you want. So if you don't practice and you go in there all timid, they might be like, okay, no. But always go to the table and say, hey, I really appreciate this position, I am working in the field of my passion, but I know what I can bring to the table and what I can bring to the organization. Um, this is what I've done in the past to accomplish these things for these different organizations, and I know I know that I can definitely do that for yours. So, thank you for the offer of sixty thousand, but I would like to negotiate seventy thousand for this position. Mm. So, when you negotiate, always show appreciation, always show your passion, and always show what you can bring to the table, and just go for it. They That's may really good. They may go back to the table and sit down and say, hey, we know that she's a great candidate. This is why we offer her the position, and we know that we have a need to fill within the organization, and she can do this. So I've seen negotiations where we were trying to hire for, like, a director of marketing and sales, and I yeah. clearly told him that we were offering $125,000 for this position. When we offered it to him, he came back saying, I think I need 150000 And by this time, we already told him what we needed, we already told him what the sales goals were, and he, he was 
under the impression that he can truly commit to what we had. So with that, um, I mean, he, we needed him. We wanted him. We knew he can do it. We had all of his references, so we had no choice but to go with him. So it doesn't hurt. Oh, it really doesn't yeah. And at the same that's time, good. you can negotiate other things besides salary. Like there's always um, benefits. There's always vacation time you can mm. negotiate. Or I know we had someone who was traveling from Long Island. So they didn't give her the salary that she wanted, but they paid for her Long Island Railroad uh, transportation, which was a big chunk of her salary. So they just oh, wow. paid for transportation opposed to the salary. Okay. But I, I would always go for negotiate, especially if you know what your work is. Um, this is a great thing to go for. So, yeah. That's good. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like where this is going. This is really informative. Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My last question, um, back mm-hmm. to the interviews. So for yeah. someone that had a first interview and it really went well, they felt like it went well, but it's been a couple of, I would say it's been a couple of weeks since they heard back from anyone should they reach out should they be persistent or just like or is that a sign that hr is not interested and they should like move on uh well i think it's always important to follow up especially if you feel like this is a position for you and you can fulfill the needs of the company but i feel it's important to respect the time frame that the hr person gives you first like say if you mm-hmm. go to and they're like all right we'll get back to you in a week and you call them in two days, that respected <laughs> of what's going on. I mean, there's a reason why they're telling you to call back in a week because they're going through other interviews and it's a hiring process and they're dealing with other candidates. So it's a whole situation. So you're kind of interrupting that. And even if they but what, go ahead. Uh huh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, say if say if a week does go by and you have yeah. them, still give them yeah. a grace period of a day or two. Okay. Yeah, that was my question. Yeah. Okay. So give that grace and then send an email and follow up and see what's going on. Because there's other things like there are times that we deal with hiring managers and they go on vacation. So the HR person just doesn't have that communication with the HR, I mean, the hiring manager. Or something might have happened in the organization that takes priority over this interview right now. And it is up to the HR person to, to kind of communicate that to the candidate if the HR person is interested so they don't lose that person. But that I think following up is really well. But if they give a team a time frame, you, you should respect it. But say if there's no time frame, I would follow up in in a week, like five to seven days. Okay. If they, if, if they don't give a time frame, but if they do, just try to respect it. Okay, that's good. Well, that was really informative. I love that. Um, Did I hope you that really, Esther? I, I I promise you. I swear for oh Lord, I swear it's really good. <laughs> I hope that the neighbors listening can definitely take away from this because I know I have. I learned that I have to bring my LinkedIn page back. Please do. <laughs> okay. So um, I've been asking on social media the question of the week. Mm-hmm. And um, the question of the week is, what is your biggest pet peeve? So I'm going to share some of the neighbors because they've been sliding in the DM all week of what is their biggest pet peeve. Kathy, what is your biggest pet peeve? You want me to just name one? All right. Tell me. Tell me it all. I'm going to save you time, and I'm just going to name one. And this goes back to my mom and my sister, if you all still listening. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to take notes. 
when people, and it's not even a deep one, but I just really hate when people chew gum with all of their might and soul. <laughs> my sister Lee and my mom, they chew gum every day. And it's so loud. And can you imagine when they get together? It's like 4th of July. And you hear, you hear, you hear the firecrackers literally. It's so crazy. And it's the popping and the cracking. And the sound from your mouth and your roof, the roof of your mouth, your tongue, all the smacking, the spit. Oh, oh, disgusting. I hate it. Like Francis. Oh, Francis doesn't. Yes. When Francis chews gum. Mm -mm. Francis is my second page. She she has a whole my second page. (laughs) (laughs) When we have patients and I have to share a bed with Francis. It's the work. Okay, I won't get into it. Because, oh, oh, my God. Because she likes to, I guess she has a twitch, so she shakes like her legs. Oh, Cassie. And then you just find that one leg, like, sliding up your leg. I hope she listens to this. My mother hates that chicken that she does. I don't know where she got it from. I don't it's know. so funny. I don't know how um, I that with her either, to be honest. <laughs> But those are my my two. My biggest pet peeve, um, you your biggest pet peeve is hearing people chew gum. My mm-hmm. biggest pet peeve is hearing people chew food. Oh my and God. I, think it's in the I same cannot. Time. Yes, I cannot. I can't just hearing the the moisture of your food <laughs> break down and into your teeth. It literally grinds my gears. So I I hate hearing people chew. Um, another one I have is, um, oh God, is people that stare. That so, happens. Cassie, I, happens. I, yeah, Cassie, I hate it. Mm-hmm. And it could be men, women, children. I don't care. I hate when people stare. This little girl, I went to go, <laughs> I went to go see my client in school yesterday and his and his classmate was sitting there. So the teacher called for snack time. So the kids went to their snacks, to their mm-hmm. cubbies to get their snacks. And this little girl was staring at me, Cassie. And I looked at her and I said, how can I help you, young lady? Like, it was just, it's just so rude. I think it is so rude to stare. It's so rude. Um, but, yeah, I have some from the neighbors. They slid into the DM. So we got Lariah. At Lariah Ufandu, she said, being ready, waiting on your slow ass friends to get ready um, mm-hmm. to get ready to leave that's a good one so i'll that. take care of that on my end <laughs> me, too. <laughs> me too um we have at ebby maria nyc she says she her biggest pet peeve is selfish people and when someone thinks a, a disagreement is an argument wow um we have uh, we have at and Cassie, six one two. She says someone who doesn't wash their hands after using the bathroom. <laughs> oh, God. That is dirty. That is, that is filthy. Um, <laughs> uh, we have at Melissa. Um, so she says her biggest pet peeve is when people waste when people waste her time. My time is business is my biggest asset. So I feel like if you're wasting it, I'm getting pissed off. Mm. That was Melissa. Let me see. We have some more here. 
Um, oh, we have at the stylish chef. He says bad teeth is one of his biggest pet peeves. At the Renaissance woman, she says bad hygiene, which is very important. Um, and I, but you kind of know that you're funky. Like you have to know at nine o'clock in the morning that you just don't smell right. But if everything around you smells the same, like, it becomes a community of just, like, stinkness. So they don't know. Like, they're used to the must. They're used to the smell. Oh, like, no. the world smells like that. Oh, my God. It's irritating. And, and, and Agnes and I both have very strong scents. So even if we smell something, <laughs> we smell something or get a woof of something. Oh, not a woof. Exactly, a woof. You know that kind of thing that just smacks your nose and you're like, where the hell did that come from? Yeah. Bad hygiene, you have to, and it's, it always starts off like what's a woof. You get, you get a woof of something. But you have to know that something is just not right. I don't care where you're living, who you're living with. You just have to know it just doesn't smell right. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a problem. It really is. Oh my god! At at Diamond OJ, my little cousin, she said the same thing. People staring is one of her biggest pet peeves. At Sharonda Reeves says mm-hmm. selfish people. Selfish people is a pet peeve of hers. Um, let me go back to the DM because I know I'm missing some people. And. Bear with me, child. Bear with me. What are some of your other pet peeves? Um, I do not. I don't want to say. Raise a bump. Sorry. Oh God! <laughs> I know people can't help it, but like in the not on not in the like in the back of the neck, like when it's all crunched up, <laughs> and, the neck, and it's like hair still around it. I think I think that comes from when I used to take the commute, like the Staten Island Ferry, the bus, the MTA, and I used to sit behind someone like that, and the and the ride would last about forty minutes, so that's in front of me for forty minutes straight. I become oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Um, let me see, what other ones? I have a lot. I have a lot, and I don't know why I can't think of any right now. Okay. Um. Oh, we have um at Nick Nick show. Um, mm-hmm. she said she said lying and sneezing in the air and bad breath. Ooh, so, all my other pets. Cassie, Cassie, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, even if it's a child, like if you cough in a season, even at six oh months, you cough in a season. It's legit. It's legit. Awesome. If I'm in an area and you sneeze and cough, it, 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 it has become a reflex where if you sneeze and cough without covering your mouth, like I, I, I instantly turn the opposite way. People normally say, God bless you. People normally say, God bless you. Are you okay? But I feel like that is disgusting. Cover your mouth. Cover your mouth. Um, ooh, at, at Angelica um, P., says boogers and people who have an opinion on everything when they didn't ask for one. Oh yeah. First of I, all like that that works close to me that does that. Oh used to work close to me. I'm sorry that does that. Like I asked one question but it's like fifteen other statements that I didn't ask yeah. for. Yeah. 
time, and then it becomes all about you. <laughs> mind your business. Like, we, we, we nosy neighbors, right? But we mind our business when it calls. Like, you don't speak unless you're spoken to. And I feel like that happens a lot in the workplace for sure. Um, when you're talking to somebody or you mention something and somebody else has something else to say. Like nobody asked you. Yeah. <laughs> and sticking your nose. In that, like nobody asked you. Like in the workplace. <laughs> oh, God. And picking your nose, boogers, at your, at your big age, you want to sit there and be picking your nose. <laughs> you know, the last time I was, um, I was on the airplane when I was coming back to LA a few weeks ago, I yeah. sat at the end, I had the, the aisle seat, and I was next to a husband and wife, mm-hmm. and um, this guy, like, he look, they look like, you know, I would say early 40s, yeah. and so he was talking to me, you know, asking me, you know, just small talk or whatever, and so the flight takes off, and I turn around, and my son is digging, in yeah. his, like, when I say digging, I thoroughly was disgusted. You know that kind of dig that you dig with your with your index finger and you use your index and your thumb to rub it rub it together. Kind of. I swear on my life, I my mouth started to salivate because that's how disgusting. That's how close I was to throwing up. Like I was disgusted. Okay. Are you picking over? Jesse's totally peeking over. I had to excuse myself. And thank God I had the aisle I had to excuse myself and go to the bathroom. And so when I went to the bathroom, you know, you keep your little bag. You keep your bag by your feet. Like I had my um, my purse by my feet. So I got up to go to the bathroom, and, and I left my bag on the floor. And when I came back, he was going to the bathroom. And I saw that my bag was on it my was- feet. It so I said, Cassie, he touched my bag with his book of fingers. <laughs> oh, oh, my Cassie, I had to use a Lysol wipe. Thank God I carried those on deck. I had to use one to touch the handle of my bag. I was disgusted. Ooh, my son was, he dig his nose. <laughs> yes. She was there holding her dog on her lap. She was in the window seat. So her husband was in the middle. Yeah, she had a dog on her lap. I was, oh, God, oh, God. When, the moment I peeked over, I side at him, rolling those two fingers together, I was like, that's how, what, you are just dirty. He used to eat his boogers when he was little. I just know it. Oh, I'm about to throw up. Now, now I'm about to excuse myself. That is so disgusting. Yes. That's, that's grown folks for you. At your big age, you're still picking your nose. Get a knock-in. That's, that brings up another pet peeve, like, I love babies, but when I'm on a plane, I don't want to sit next to no children. I don't want no children in front of me, on the side of me, behind me. I just want peace. And even when I see, like, passengers coming, holding a child, I'm in my seat praying, acting like, holy father, please don't let that be my uh, passenger partner. Please, Lord Jesus. Yes, it's so true. But I, I do not leave home without my headphones because I can't, I can't hear your baby. I don't want to hear your baby. Um, but I heard that they're starting something um, on, with the airlines where when you go to book your, your airline and you, you can pick your seat, you can yeah. tell if there's going to be a baby in your row. Heaven is good. <laughs> Heaven is good. Lord, thank you. Because 
Yeah, that's how you take advantage of technology. Yeah, that's exactly that's awesome. true. That is exactly true. <laughs> well, Cassie, this is the this is the end of our show. You have been amazing. Isn't it fun? Yes. <laughs> yes, you're gonna have to come back. We're gonna have to do like a part two of um not even just HR, just kicking that. Nah, man. Um <laughs> But I do, so thank I you once enjoy like sharing my information and my knowledge and my skills when it comes to this Absolutely. HR thing. I enjoyed every minute. It's important. We need to know. Thank you so much. So thank you once again for coming. And um, thank you to all the neighbors who are listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Um, And Cassie, let us know where we can hear from you, um, how we can follow you, what's going on with Cassie in the the human resources business department. Well, uh, you can follow me on Two social media platforms. The first one is Instagram. Uh, I don't uh-huh. have too much HR information. I don't have any HR information at all. It's just, my, <laughs> it's just me and what I enjoy to do, which is travel. And it's a lot oh, yeah. of selfies. So that Instagram is Cassie, C A S S I E, Ademola, A D as in dog, E M O L A. That's my it's Instagram so handle. And then you can follow me on LinkedIn and connect. Uh, It's my name, Cassie Ademola, uh, hyphen brown. And, yeah, you can see me on there. Awesome. And I'll have all this information also in the show notes. Um, Here is a minute motivation brought to you by at Inspiring Efi. And before we close out, I want to say shout out to Inspiring Efi. Surely celebrating her birthday today. Happy Mommy. birthday, Ifoma. Happy birthday, Ifoma. We love you so much. Oh you have been an asset to our lives. We really appreciate you. Yeah, and um, I hope this, mo- this minute motivation inspires you. Welcome to the neighborhood. We'll see you at the top.